Ladies and gentlemen, your conference call is about to begin. Here is your moderator, Ms. Marilyn Stern. Thank you, Trish. Welcome, everyone. I'm Marilyn Stern, Communications Coordinator for the Middle East Forum. Today we'll be hearing from our speaker, Professor Shmuel Sandler, who joins us from Israel to brief us on our topic, Making Sense of Israel's Political Upheaval. Professor Sandler earned his doctorate from Johns Hopkins University and is the Yehuda Avner Professor for Religion and Politics at Bar-Ilan University. He is also a Senior Research Associate at the Begin Sadat Center for Strategic Studies. Professor Sandler is the author most recently of The Jewish Origins of Israeli Foreign Policy. Earlier this month saw a brewing crisis in the Knesset over a contentious bill that risked dissolving the government and that would have triggered early elections this summer. What followed was a flurry of political maneuvering on the right and the left. Professor Sandler will offer his comments to help us sort out the political drama embroiling Prime Minister Netanyahu's government that seems to have resolved, at least for now. Professor Sandler? Yes. Please, go ahead. Okay, let's, uh, I'll divide my overall um, speech about in three parts I'll start with the current uh, investigations of Prime Minister Netanyahu then we'll go into the coalition crisis and then maybe I'll give some forecast about the next uh, possible crisis that we will see we can expect again everything in the Middle East we know is volatile and very difficult to to uh, forecast what's going to be. Um, let me start by making clear that Mr. Netanyahu is now under investigation of three major uh, uh, issues. The first one is uh, what they call briberies that he received from colleagues uh, in, as gifts, and in exchange he, he helped them. He assisted them and according to, again, all this is, uh, uh, depending on the news, it's about around uh, near a million shekel. Uh, of course, Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, says it wasn't as much and the main issue was cigars and some champagne for Mrs. Netanyahu. This is number one. The second one is the... Um, is recorded meetings between Mr. Netanyahu and the editor of Yediyoza Hornot, which is one of the major opponents of Mr. Netanyahu. And uh, according to the recordings, Mr. Netanyahu tried to um, convince uh, the editor, Mr. Non, uh, Mr. Moses, to change his attitude towards uh, Mr. Netanyahu and his uh, policies, and in exchange he would lower the the coverage or the volume of Israel Ayom, which is the, a, a freebie, a free newspaper, but it's now being, it has become a major newspaper in Israel, and it's, uh, uh, as a result, the other chronot is in trouble. The third one which just came out is a, a potential uh, supposed uh, basic uh, bribery, which is again has to do with Mr. Netanyahu's coverage 
in, in the media. Uh, uh, supposedly, um, Mr. Netanyahu tried, as, as Minister of Communication also, tried to uh, convince Bezik through, to buy uh, a network uh, which is a, has a coverage, uh, covers the Israeli news and which was in trouble and as a result their stock went up and in exchange uh, Walla which is a, an, an internet uh, site um, was giving the, uh, Mr. Netanyahu and his family a better coverage. Um, again we see here supposedly is also Mrs. Netanyahu was involved and his son and so on so today uh, they were even investigated. Um, they, these are the three major coverages. There's another one which uh, Netanyahu is not connected directly. It has to do with buying uh, ships from the German industry, uh, t um, submarines to be more accurate, but the, he, everybody so far says that Mr. Netanyahu was not directly involved but some of his uh, family was involved, distant family, and so there is some not good uh, smell, but again, this has nothing to do with uh, the order is bad, but again, nothing to connect Mr. Netanyahu. Of course, Mr. Netanyahu denies all these charges, and his slogan is there will be nothing because there was nothing, and uh, so far, we are, we are all awaiting uh, the de decision of uh, Dr. Mandelblit, the Attorney General, who will decide whether the investiga these investigations are strong enough to indict Mr. Netanyahu. Um, this is uh, the, for the, the major personal crisis of, uh, of the Prime Minister. We must understand the Prime Minister, if he resigns, the government falls, because we are in a parliamentary system, and uh, this is, these are the rules of the game. Um, what, what is this? Uh, now we move into the political sphere. The political sphere is that uh, Mr. Netanyahu, unlike Mr. Olmert, his, uh, the previous uh, prime minister, who we, who we know was uh, sentenced and found guilty of briberies, unlike him, Mr. Netanyahu does not have any charges. I mean, sorry. Uh, he, his political base is still very strong, unlike Mr. Olmers. Uh, the Likud party is doing very good, very well in, in, in the polls, uh, in around between 30 and 40 delegates if the elections will take place now. Um, so he has a very strong base. Um, in addition, his partners, the coalition, we, again, we are in a coalition and we are in a parliamentary system where uh, the government depends on the coalition. All of them have no, no interest now in going for elections. Uh, the the ultra-Orthodox, the Haredim, can, would not get a better government than what they have now. Uh, Mr. Lieberman's party has no interest because its leader is now the Minister of Defense. Um, the Kulanu party, which is a breakaway from Likud, uh, and all the polls will go down from 10 to 6, and the finance minister who represents that party 
definitely has no interest in going to elections right now before his promise that he will lower the prices of, uh, of apartments will, uh, will materialize. And the, what's called the Jewish Home, which is the old NRP, National Religious Party, again, uh, it's doing very well in the polls, but they're afraid that if Mr. Netanyahu goes to elections and people will say, well, the, the choices between Netanyahu and a center-left government, they will start voting for Netanyahu, and as a result, he will lose, just like happened in the last election, where he went down from 12 to 8 members of parliament. And again, also, the, he, Mr. Bennett and his associate, uh, Mrs. Uh, Shaked, are have very good portfolios. He's Minister of Education, she's the Minister of Justice, so it would be uh, suicidal for them to give up these positions. So this is the political situation, and, uh, and all the polls show that Mr. Netanyahu uh, would not lose if he goes to elections, and so the, the only route for his dismissal is, the, is uh, through uh, uh, if he find, is found guilty and he has to resign. Let me conclude now by going into what is expected, maybe possible future uh, uh, crises that we might expect. The first one, not crisis, again, turning points. Uh, the first most important one is that now we're entering the 70 years jubileum, jubilee uh, of the state. Uh, we are, uh, Israel was born in 1948. We are in 2018. And of course, these uh, celebrations will allow Mr. Netanyahu uh, a lot of exposure and will strengthen him. So he, uh, I, I would say, he would not give up that opportunity and maybe this was his calculation why he might have wanted elections in June, which will be after the Day of Independence. Now, this is number one. The second one, which is, again, to relate it to the first, and that's why we might have a crisis there, is that Hamas uh, is organizing mass uh, protest, pro protests as a um, border between Israel and Gaza, that they are threatening uh, that they are going to go for a march into Israel. Um, again, uh, their demand for uh, the right of return. And this is uh, something that, of course, we can expect a lot of, lot of uh, media coverage and bad uh, pictures, bad propaganda against Israel. The third issue, I would say, yeah, but, but I would just uh, to tell, give you a time uh, limit. The, it's supposed to start this uh, March 30th, which is the land day for the Israeli Arabs, going back to 1976, where oh, more than a dozen Arab, Israeli Arabs were killed in demonstrations. And since then, it's celebrated on March 30th. Um, and uh, it will go on until... The, until supposedly they're threatening until May 14th when the U.S. embassies will be moving to Israel. So we can expect now a month and a half of tension in our south. The third is, of course, and related to the second is Trump's decision to uh, 
first of all, to move the embassy. And as I, as I said, we have to see how and when and how this will be implemented. The fourth one, again, that has to do with Trump, uh, is Trump's decision with Iran, uh, about Iran, about the agreement with the nuclear uh, agreement with, with Iran. Here we can expect, again, problems. Um, we don't know how Iran is going to retaliate. We might see some thing on the, on the northern border. Um, so all in all, we are going to have now probably uh, two months of uh, external um, and domestic uh, big events, and, and then we're going to have to go back to the small things of uh, political. Thank you. Thank you, Professor Sandler. Uh, Trish, can you instruct our callers how to dial in? The question and answer period will now begin, and we invite your participation. Please note that when there are no questions in the queue, the moderator will ask a question. To join the question and answer session, press star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you wish to identify yourself when your line has been unmuted, please do so. Please remember, if you have your phone on mute, take it off mute when you are selected to ask your question. Again, to join the question and answer session queue, press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Any questions in the queue there, Trish, coming in? We do not have any questions yet. Okay, uh, then I will ask the first one. Uh, Professor Sandler, the real crisis debate over Haredi conscription seems to have taken a back seat as the political drama unfolded. Uh, what is the status of that, and what do you anticipate uh, with that being resurfacing or somewhat staying in the background now? I think that, uh, again, the, the, we might have surprises. However, I think that the Haredi parties at this point will not try to raise that issue again. I think they uh, suffered very strong, bad reactions during their last attempt uh, a few weeks ago. And as a result, uh, they, they know that uh, they would not like to endanger Mr. Netanyahu's government again because uh, they know also that uh, Netanyahu if he goes to elections he you never know what's going to be because if let's say if it coincides with the decision bad decision uh, from the attorney general then uh, the results uh, may be maybe that the left uh, the, the center left will uh, win the elections, and then, of course, this will be bad news for the Haredi parties. So I think they will try to, uh, to lower the, that issue. There will be some pressures, from, especially from the Haredi press, which is now, very interestingly, <laughs> becoming a major player on the Haredi scene. However, um, if... I would say that uh, this may be put on a backfire, and mm. well, that's it. And that also we saw during the last uh, uh, crisis, where they started very high with very strong demands. However, and then they withdrew. I see. Thank you. Uh, I see there are still no more questions in the queue as yet. So I will continue. Uh, and the next question I would have is, 
if Netanyahu should face insurmountable challenges to his government, who would you see positioned as most likely to be a viable Likud candidate in his place? <laughs> well, Netanyahu is a very shrewd uh, politician. As you can see, he made sure that uh, not he doesn't have too many competitors within his own party. Um, the voices we hear is the uh, Minister of Transportation who says that if Netanyahu goes, he would put up his candidacy. This is Mr. Katz. Um, there's the previous uh, Minister of Interior, uh, Gidon Saar, who's now um, campaigning in the Likud uh, stronghold, but he also says that he's not, he's not trying to uh, throw down Netanyahu. We must say that uh, Likud, unlike Labour, has a tradition that it doesn't uh, for it doesn't ex it doesn't force its leaders to resign. It's a very uh, very loyal party. So uh, it I don't foresee somebody trying to uh, pull the rug from under Mr. Netanyahu's feet. Um, like as we saw, for instance, during the Olmert era, where uh, Mrs. Livni forced him to resign, and Mr. Barak, which was his um, senior coalition partner, forced him to resign. So it would be very difficult to see who will be his uh, uh, heir. Uh, the one member, who one personality is making a lot of noise, even though he doesn't still have the political base of Likud, is Mr. Bennett. Mr. Bennett of the um, Jewish uh, home uh, are, is presenting his uh, candidacy, and he, he said he will present his candidacy if Netanyahu goes. He's not going to challenge him while he is in office. Um, but then, of course, it will mean that Mr. Bennett will try to uh, integrate his party with the Likud so he can run in the Likud primaries. And that might something that we might see. see. Please note that when there are no questions in the queue, the moderator will ask a question. To join the question and answer session queue, press star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you wish to identify yourself when your line has been unmuted, please do so. Please remember if you have your phone on mute, take it off mute when you are selected to ask your question. Again, to join the question and answer session queue, press star 1 on your telephone keypad. <coughs> okay, I will continue with my line of questioning until uh, one of our callers uh, joins us. Uh, you mentioned okay. as far as what you are forecasting uh, with a lot of disruption uh, mm -hmm. over the next extended period of time, uh, March through May. Um, as far as Hamas's efforts, uh, has there been, and as far as Iran's uh, reaction to any deal issues on our end, uh, what are some of the um, preparations or um, responses that you're aware of in Israel as far as uh, the mood of the people, the mood from the uh, military? Does it seem to be that everything is somewhat... Uh, in control and they're um, prepared for any eventualities or what's your take on it being there on the ground? 
Yes, um, Israel warned that it's not going to let uh, a Iranian presence on the Golan Heights, um, which we, we have seen now attempts to do so. And um, the people, I would say, in Israel uh, support that move because uh, a, an Iranian uh, presence on the Golan Heights uh, will uh, is, might become... It's not now, but it might become an existential threat if we um, if we combine a, a, a Iranian presence plus uh, if Iran goes out, leaves the the nuclear agreement and, and, and starts rushing towards a nuclear option. Um, that why this will uh, be a, a threat uh, to Israel's existence. So in that case, uh, it still looks far. So far as we know, um, the Iranians are tr are trying to to do something, but we know that they are not too successful. Uh, the I would say another player we must consider now is Russia. Russia, it's very difficult to read them, um, whether they would allow an Iranian presence on the Golan Heights. That is something we might miss. It will also depend on what's going on now with the, with the spies in, in Europe and the United States, and the diplomatic crisis and so on. So we don't know how Putin is going to react. Uh, going back to the domestic scene, um, so far Israel public is calm. Again, we are all waiting the, the 70th uh, jubileum of uh, the state of Israel, and we just hope it's not going to be interrupted. Uh, so that's what we have to see. Um, I mean, there is tension, and of course um, the worst scenario is if there is a combination between a, a northern threat and a southern threat, or southwest from Gaza. That would be something which uh, the IDF has to be prepared for. And uh, what is your understanding of the Israeli Arab population and their response to the Jubilee that's coming up and to the yes. Hamas, Hamas uh, plans? Where do you sense uh, that rumbling <laughs> is? Yes. Um, very difficult. Uh, they uh, very difficult to uh, to forecast because so far in the uh, 40 years that have passed since uh, the, what's called the Dayland in 1976, it was under control. There was only one big interruption, and that was uh, in October uh, 2001 when, again, over a dozen Israeli Arabs were killed in, uh, in demonstrations and where it was coincided with the Intifada, with Arafat's Intifada, and as a result, the Israeli police was very nervous and did what they weren't supposed to do and killed uh, 12 demonstrators. Um, Otherwise, so far it was uh, okay, but uh, again, here we have a, a, a combination, a linkage between uh, several events, uh, Gaza, Hamas, um, uh, Abu, um, Muhammad uh, Abbas, uh, yes, Abu Mazen, 
uh, cursing out the Americans, and this is also raising the tensions because of the Jerusalem uh, embassy, uh, the American embassy in, in Jerusalem. And so we have something that we did not have in, before. We have some uh, merger here between, or combination of several variables which which we didn't have before, and this might be dangerous. As I said, the, the 2001 uh, uh, demonstrations got out of hand because they were connected to the Intifada of 2001. So, uh, very difficult now to forecast. However, uh, the, the chief of uh, the police today came out and calmed down. He said nothing to worry about, and we hope that he is right in his analysis. So, and now returning to the uh, the political sphere that you commented on, if there would be any indictment, the whole process would take, what, years? It would not be something that is dealt with in right. a foreseeable time. So, if anything, even if worst case scenario, the advantage is still with Netanyahu. Is that accurate? Yes. Uh, however, let's put it this way. I can't foresee that if there is an indictment, uh, Mr. Netanyahu will try to stick to his uh, chair because formally he can until, according to the law, he, he, is, uh, he can stay in office until uh, the, the courts find him guilty. So, uh, but how, uh, this is not the custom. I mean, we know that uh, I would say that also some also his coalition partner said that if he is indicted by the attorney general and put court, then they will leave the government. Must now the dates are very important. We don't expect a decision by the uh, by the attorney general before. Uh, uh, the end of the summer, and end of the summer that means elections will be already in 2019, and that is already when elections are will be very close to the formal date. So, I would say that we can then, in that case, we can expect elections in the early months of 2019. Ah, okay. Because uh, this is, I don't, see, I can see, I cannot see the government surviving. The coalition surviving an indictment. Thank you. Please note that when there are no questions in the queue, the moderator will ask a question. To join the question and answer session queue, press star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you wish to identify yourself when your line has been unmuted, please do so. Please remember if you have your phone on mute, take it off mute when you are selected to ask your question. All right, I see we're coming into the closing uh, minutes of our time together. Uh, I will ask you one more question. Uh, regarding the, um, the party, Bennett's party, uh, you mentioned uh, Ayelet Shaked and uh, Bennett are obviously closely aligned in the party. Um, what can you tell me as far as uh, any movements on Shaked's part for her to want to enter into um, any kind of race for the presidentship. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is a very good question, and, I, <laughs> and it's an interesting because she's a very interesting figure. She 
a very bright woman and a very successful uh, minister of justice. Uh, even her opponents who dislike her because she has a conservative uh, line. Um, and she admit that she would be a very successful leader in the future. So far, she says she will, she'll never try to uh, go ahead before Bennett because they were friends and he brought her into politics. But, you know, politics is politics. However, uh, she has an agenda and she's so far very successful in her agenda. She had changed to a large extent the Supreme Court by nominating uh, more conservative uh, Supreme Court judges. Um, even though she's not a lawyer, she proved to be very uh, bright and very, very good communicator. So uh, I would say definitely she has a future and maybe and probably one day we'll see her as a prime minister. Interesting. All right. Well, we've come to the end of our time. We have no callers in the queue, but this has been Sorry. very... Very instructive uh, conversation. I appreciate it. And uh, we would like, the Middle East Forum would like to thank Professor Sandler for the time that he's given us today. And again, uh, wishing you congratulations on the publication of your recent book, The Jewish Origins of Israeli Foreign Policy. This concludes our conference call. Thank you. <laughs>